Ladies and gentlemen. What you gonna do? Brother, 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 brother. Brother, 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 indeed. Uh, yeah, welcome back to another episode of the Impact Power Hour. It is, ooh, it is Friday, July 16th, and... Day late. Yeah, as we posted on uh, Twitter, uh, it's today, we're also going to go over predictions for... Uh, Slammiversary, so after, or at some point on this show, Pat will be joining us, uh, run down the predictions and everything. Sneak in. Um, yeah, uh, but to start, I'm Ryan. Angelo. And again, all, as always, uh, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on any of the fine platforms that we are on. Uh, link is always in the description if you need to find a different platform for any reason. Uh, links to our Your Spotify for some reason. Yeah, uh, links to our social media platforms are also in the description uh, for our YouTube uh, and our uh, Twitter at Deep Six Wrestling, um, and you can always uh, stay up to date with what's going on with us on there as well. Uh, we do tend to post updates if we're going to have an episode delayed or on a different day than normal. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the final impact and the final before the impact, before Slammiversary. It feels so weird to say that Slammiversary is now tomorrow. Um, but yes. it should be a good show. Everything looks lined up very well for it. Yeah, And to think we really started this podcast last year as a lead-up to Slammiversary, and now here we are, yeah. Slammiversary together, holding hands. Holding hands, kissing babies. Yeah, exactly. Vote for us for Best Impact Podcast, because I don't know if there's any others. Um, but um, yeah. I will say, let's start with uh, the Iceman Intel. It was oh, garbage. It was absolute shit. <laughs> this was easily the worst of the Iceman Intels right. of all time. Man, he just he basically just announced that Diana Perazzo will do her signing backstage. That's all. Yep. Gia and the other dude were like selling it, like oh, he's always got that great information. Like, like he gave us nothing. Yeah, nope. yeah. He, his his intel was literally just that, and then said we might find out who she's facing tonight we didn't find out who she was facing tonight as they ran the promo that gail kim gave yes like right before the iceman intel where she clearly states that you will not find out who it is until slammiversary and i was like are they really gonna go back on this like literally a week later they're just gonna be like okay fuck we're gonna just find out tonight 
And then we get to the main show, and they again they I believe during the main show they might have aired the Gail Kim promo once or twice, um, and again, just have her say, "You won't find out until Slammiversary," and yeah, fuck George Iceman. Yeah, that was a very disappointing Iceman intel. Yeah, um, yeah. Props to I guess Gia and. John Burton for trying to sell that, but <laughs> I'm I was upset with the whole thing. Yeah, I I I'd be upset. I I hope they never actually know what he says on the Iceman Intel. They just like react to absolutely <laughs> nothing. Like he really just, just hoping yeah. for the. Yeah, what you're going, they they're just like, okay, send it to Iceman Intel and they're like, okay, now take it now shoot like where you just saw what Iceman Intel is and they're just like, Man, you've got the greatest scoops. The greatest scoops. Where do you get these scoops from? Exactly. Probably just looking at the goddamn card. He he literally is just looking at the card. Yeah. Well, speaking of, start with the uh the first match. We had a, a great one with our favorite, um, Johnny Swinger. Yes, sir. Um, we think, had. I mean, the match was great, but uh, it was great. Swinger in action. Uh, yeah, we had Swinger versus Chris Sabin, and Swinger's entrance is just phenomenal with the entire Swinger's Palace just rolling <laughs> out with them. You've got Hernan, Hernan Daddy coming out with them. You've got the Swingerellas. You've got Alicia. Uh, you've got the music. You've got Swinger making random gestures and laughing it up. The, this man. He he might like just be a joke character, but he is living the life. Oh, absolutely. He might have. I would. You could say he's probably got the most expensive entrance entrance in Impact today. I mean, he has four people as his entourage. Yeah, five yeah. people as his entourage. Just three Slingerellas, two, you know, Alicia Edwards and Hernandez that are wrestlers. But like, he just added three jobs. Yeah, <laughs> like incredible. No one else could say that. No, no, Swinger, Swinger is, is top tier. He, he is for the people. He yeah. wants everybody to get a paycheck. Yeah. And the man looks like a million bucks uh, inflated, obviously. Probably like a million bucks back in like 1910 or something. Uh, <laughs> man, the man looks, as commentary kept on th- saying throughout this, this felt like a for some reason, D'Lo Brown and Josh Matthews said this is going to be a throwback to the 1980s, like two or three times. And this was not like a 1980s style wrestling match. This was just a regular match. Um, yeah, they said Saban, like, this is like a party in 1989, where again, Saban's not that old. Like, sure, he was around no. the early impact, but he's not a you know an NWA WCW veteran. Like, like yeah. Oh, uh, sure. and I get, I get it that they're like, oh yeah, we're just like it's Swinger and Swinger's old, but like yeah. Swinger, I don't even think was wrestling in 1989. No, I don't think. <laughs> like, I, I understand the character maybe dated like that, but no, yeah. it's the 90s, yeah, the 90s man. Um, but yeah, this was that. this was a. Good match. Yeah, it was good. It was good enough. Saban wins the match. They actually did, you know, we'll talk about it later, the uh, the counterparts of this storyline match. So there was more involved in this one, which is great for Swinger. Gets yeah. Went across, Saban gets a win going into Slammiversary. Um, 
he still loves the place. Absolutely. It was great seeing uh, Saban come out and then wink and and wave to the Swingerellas. I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> Chris Saban uh, has been one of the greatest parts of Swingers Palace without his be- his amazing performances in Swingers Palace and him loving the place. I don't know if Swingers Palace would have the longevity that it has had. Definitely agree. Um. I'm just glad that it's again just another, uh, another uh, feud that has started in Swingers Palace. They are, well, like it, what didn't start start, but like it, it involves Swingers Palace but at this point. Only existed because of Swingers Palace. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this this was great. Um, I really enjoyed this. Uh, Saban won. There was no doubt in my mind that Saban was winning this match. Um. And yeah, go into the main show. That is our final before the impact, before Slammiversary. Um, and it was a good one. Indeed. Uh, then we go into our main show. And the main show is started off with uh, just a rundown, like a little video package of what happened last week with the contract signing between Callahan and Omega. As well as like the the whole story with Don Callis getting Kenny or Sammy arrested and all that jazz, but then they cut to Sammy's like Instagram uh, promo that he made uh, during the week, uh, challenging Kenny to a no disqualification match. That's for the championship. I don't, I don't yeah, I, I think it was from Instagram. It wasn't on. It wasn't on the show. Yeah, it was just like it was an outside thing, and they they pointed it out when they made it a no DQ match during the week that like he had asked for it, but like I didn't remember seeing it, and yeah, I think it was from it. It had to be from either Instagram or Twitter. Because... You know, with this fiery promo, I'm I'm buying into the hype of Sammy Callahan. I'm I'm getting more and more interested by the moment in this fight. This is a really good promo by Callahan. Yeah. And it was like you know low quality, <laughs> yeah, filming. But like, it looked like he was in a bathroom. I swear right. to God, it looked like he was in like a bathroom stall, taking a dump. And yeah, he had just he had just promo. taken the he had just taken the hottest dump of his career. How he wants to you know once the bell rings, he's going right at Omega. Yeah, um, this was great. And then throughout the show, they kept on hyping up what was coming on after the show, which was uh, this is Slammiversary. I didn't watch it, um, but they kept on showing these video packages that were going to be aired on it, like bits and pieces of it. And it was like sit down interviews with Callahan, which is weird because, you know, he's the like a loose cannon type guy. Uh, but he's like in a, he's, he's sitting in a room with like flashing lights behind him. <laughs> and I was like, oh, OK, that's weird. And then uh, Omega and Callus. Um, and they also showed some, uh, like, I don't know if it was, like, from an old Impact show that when they were touring or if it was, like, an indie show of just Sammy Callahan beating the crap out of Don Callis with a baseball bat and Callis's face just bloodied up. Huh. Um, and I thought that, like, they are selling this match really well. Yes. Um, this is easily the best build for one of Omega's title matches so far. Um, I thought him and 
uh, Swan had a good build. This is blowing it out. This is better. Yeah. And it's not like that. Like you said, it wasn't like the Swan build was bad. This one's just better. This one. And I, I'm surprised because I wasn't excited for this match when it was like first teased. But now I'm, I'm ready to watch it. I'm, I'm, I'm happy this is happening. Yeah. Um, I'm still not sure how, how like now that's no DQ. I don't know how extreme they're willing to go with Impact. Um, just because I, I mean, we've seen. Some of Sammy's matches, like we saw the barbed wire mayhem match with uh, him and Eddie Edwards, and that got pretty extreme. Um, but with this just being a no DQ match, I don't know how how far they're willing to go with it. Um, but we do know that Sammy is an extreme fella. We know that Kenny can get extreme um, with some of the matches he's done in AEW. Um, and yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm glad that they started to bring up like. It's cool to see the footage that they were using through these video packages that they showed throughout the night um, with, like I said, like Callahan's history with Callis um, and just showing that like it's not just like Callis just saying random shit with him being like, oh, Sammy should be locked up. He'd be doing a dime in the, the federal penitentiaries. <laughs> um, like there's a there's a reason for Callus's hatred for Callahan, and it's because Callahan has beaten the crap out of him multiple times. Um, right. so yeah, I'm enjoy I'm enjoying this whole build, and I thought the video packages. I thought this was one of the first shows that we had where, not on a pay per view, that we had video packages like quality video packages throughout it. Uh, by impact so props to them yeah uh we start off with our first match being to and caleb versus jordan grace oh, yeah. and rachel ellering i thought this was a pretty good match yeah you know what um i was kind of surprised how much like actual intergender wrestling here. yeah like caleb um, a was doing some stuff yeah i so i have not like prior to Caleb with a K showing up, I had no idea who this man was. Well, I'd never heard of him before. He might have been suicide, right? He 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 does play suicide. <laughs> right. Yes. Okay. That is all. Like that is all I I know about this guy. Oh. Like he doesn't re- like, and sometimes like he'll do these intergender fights, and like he doesn't do too much of it. He's more of a comedy character, but he got a lot of action in this match. And I guess, granted, you know, Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellering are probably the most talented wrestlers on the women's roster right now. So that makes sense that, like, they were the ones that were able to hang. Yeah. Um, I, he almost killed Jordan Grace with that snap. Yes. Yes. I was going to say, Caleb looked a little sloppy. He was the yeah. sloppiest of the, the people in this match. Yeah, um, right. So after this match, I was on Instagram. And Jordan Grace posted that this was her la- the last match that she had she had wrestled for two months, and then really? talked about how Caleb has always been a dream match of hers. And I was like, "Wait, you're, you're building this up like he's like a legend, like Jazz. Yeah. Like, <laughs> is he really that like it, like if he was that good? Like, I feel like he'd be in the men's division more." He wouldn't just be Tanil's side piece. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think that's. Um, it. I don't know why. She would however, post. what we did get out of this match, other than Rachel and Tanil and uh, 
I mean, Jordan said, looking great uh, was that finisher. Oh yeah, that was badass. I think what was badass too was we got to see uh, Caleb in, with the K in his underwear. Yes, and then he's uh, doing like true. fun swing, you know, the hips. Yeah, and that was confusing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, we we got everything from Caleb in this mm-hmm. match. Uh, we had uh, Matt, Josh Matthews and D'Lo Brown selling him losing his pants like the end of the world was coming. Um, also, D'Lo Brown is, uh, you can write this down, is a, he hates Argyle uh, because he mentioned this multiple times that he thought that uh, the Argyle pants that he uh Caleb was wearing and that Tennille's patterns were he hated it uh, and then when Caleb lost his pants and he was in his underwear he was talking about how he was thankful it wasn't more Argyle um I don't know what Argyle did to D'Lo Brown but it scarred him for life just like yeah. boot washes <laughs> boot washes and Argyle they they don't work for D'Lo Brown um, but yeah, really cool finisher. I don't know what it's called. They didn't have a name for it because, uh, as commentary pointed out, this is the first time that they had ever done it um, in a match. Um, and typical, not- though, for Josh Matthews to not know a name of a move. First time it's done, usually you have it written down like this. Yeah. But they're just like, whoa, that was a win. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I look to see if, like, anybody has it. Like, again, it, this is the thing where, like, you don't have like, like, held Rachel up and Jordan. Yeah, that, that's why. Like, it's not like these two are, like, a tag team elsewhere. So it's not like we can be like, oh, let's just, like, look through, like, other matches that they've had with people. Um, this is the first time they've whipped it out on Impact. So it's probably the first time they've done it, like, on, in, like, an actual match. But it looked really cool. Uh, as oh, Angela pointed out, right. described it. Well, yeah, no, yeah, I, I guess I guess we're back on track with them, which I guess is okay. It it means that there's more like the tag team division isn't destroyed. Well, yeah, that's great, and and I guess it's like long term storybook, like storytelling here, like Impact put the seeds of the same now, and then you know maybe like months down the road something happens, but. For, for yeah. the short term, they're a tag team. They're looking good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, as of right now, we have Jordan and Rachel back together again. We have Havoc and Rosemary. We have Fire and Flava. Uh, possibly Kimber and Susan slash Sue Young slash whatever's going on. We'll get to that later. Um, the tag team division... The knockouts tag team division is it's still in existence. Mm-hmm. We're, it, it's not completely ruined. Hell yeah, brother! Um, after this, we got like I said, the the first of many Omega and Sammy video packages, followed by a Diana Perazzo video package highlighting all of her wins and pointing out that she had be she had beaten everyone in the entire knockouts division at least once including some more than once being Jordan and Rosemary, um, which I'd totally forgotten that she had beaten literally everyone in this reign. Um, I mean, the only people that she really didn't beat are Tasha and Kira, 
Yeah. They, they're they just solely tag people. And then Rachel, but she's very new. Mm-hmm. Um, and Taylor Wilde, who is MIA still. Um, she, got, she got a mention on the show. She did get a mention on the show. Yeah, Josh Matthews like, oh, maybe it could be Taylor Wilde. And so that means yeah. I guess she's not tabooed and meant not mentioned. So that's good at least. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this leads us to Deanna Peraza's contract signing, um, which she says that uh, her uh, representation has told her not to look at the contract, not to sign the contract, not to do anything with the contract, because it's totally unfair for her to have to wrestle someone without having prior knowledge of what to expect. Um, and Scott is like, oh, I totally understand but this is just like th- this isn't really you saying that like you accept the match. This is more of just saying that you accept that you get a rematch clause if for some reason you were to ever lose that title. If you win, you get the winner's purse. It's just the extracurricular activities here because you've already signed an impact contract to represent us. So if you were to not defend that title, we could strip you or do other things punish you. Um, uh, so she just grabs the contract, signs it real quick. Uh, and then comes Scott dropping every single person's that is rumored to be in this match. Um, their little catchphrase. We got the hot mess for Laurel Van Ness slash Chelsea green. We got hardcore country, obviously Mickey James. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a little bit more, uh, but the bigger one I think here was No Way Jose being name dropped not once, not twice, but three times in in like a five minute span by commentary and Dreamer and uh, Scott. I have no idea why <laughs> they just were like, "Oh, let's just go hardcore on No Way Jose." Yeah, that that seems uh, strange. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, he he gets up and or Scott gets up to leave, and uh, Deanna's like, "You're really not going to tell me who it is," uh, and she uh, he says, "No way, Jose!" Winks, and Sam uh, Dreamer comes in and says, "We didn't get that guy," uh, and he winks. Uh, and then we go to commentary, and Josh Matthews is like, "Well, I hope we can write No Way Jose off the list." And <laughs> they they were really going all in on No Way Jose for some reason, and that's that's something that that's a person that I totally forgot existed. Yeah, I um, forgot he was a free agent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been a free agent for over a year now. I think he was yeah. in last year's cuts. Right, right. Um, like, yeah. About uh, after this, we got Tasha Steeles versus Havoc. Um, this was a pretty good match. Again, getting to see Tasha Steeles in a singles match is pretty good because we don't get that uh, often. Um, especially getting to see her with uh, somebody as that's bigger than her in Havoc, a more David versus Goliath type match with an interesting twist of the smaller person being the heel. Um, I thought this was a really good match. It showed showcased both of their abilities. It went much longer than I expected it was going to go. 
Um, we didn't get Thanks. interference from Kira and Rosemary, who were both at ringside. Um, this was just a really good way to send off the the this tag feud to Slammiversary, I thought. This, I mean, I so I get obviously this typical, you know, have the challengers win to make them look tough, but I mean, Havoc and Rosemary are the bigger, stronger opponents here. This this is going to be a tough uh, task for Fire Flavor. Yeah, Flavor Wave. But yeah, no, no, uh, seriously, like, it, it, this is this is a tough build. Like, I, I don't really see on Fire and Flavor winning this. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, it could be that I just don't know if they want to go with the whole let's hot shot the titles again because this would be Fire and Flavor's, I think, first or second defense after regaining the titles. So from when they beat Rachel and Jordan. So I don't know if they want to do that. And it's not like they're like a strong tag team, Havoc and Rosemary. They're like, just put, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, We'll get into it more because there's more to do with these guys throughout the show. Um, After this, we get our flashback moment of the week, which is the X ultimate X match at Slammiversary 2013 with Chris Saban. Beats Suicide and Kenny King. Yeah. Um, and Taz is furious on commentary. I know. Kenny King know. did not win. Um, Heels. Then we get Kimber, who is now in a different outfit from last week. So apparently she's just been pacing back and forth for multiple days. Like she'd just go yeah. home, change, come back, pace back and forth. What a good job. Um, waiting for Sue Young to come out. The door opens, and Susan comes out, and Kimber is shocked. She says, "What? What happened? Why? What happened to, to Sue Young?" And Susan's like, uh, "Father James is having a bit difficulty of uh, conjuring Sue Young out," and Kimber's like, "Wait, you know Sue Young?" and Susan said, I've known all along, grabs Kimber by the hair and throws her into the room and then laughs maniacally and closes the door. And that's something I didn't see coming, but I don't know how I feel about it because it just seems silly. Are we getting Kimber Young then? Oh, I hope. I hope it's just Kimberly with white face paint. Teaming together? Just there keep... you go. Yeah, there we go. It it's perfect. Um Yeah. Um after this, we're waiting on Pat to join. I invited him. Um Oh, he's complaining that he can't open it. Oh, he is? Yeah. Oh. That's it's something. Cuz he could use another invite to the recording. Oh, I no, I messaged him personally okay. with it. Uh like up there he is as we talk about him. Look at that. Uh, big, big pussy. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, should we waste some time and talk about the Sopranos for a couple seconds? Yeah, we can. Why we can. These two kids here are watching the Sopranos series first time, and uh, and granted, you know, it's it's a TV show that I think is very uh, popular for the people that lived in New Jersey. So I, you know, we have a a large reach here. 
So not everyone yeah. probably is familiar with New Jersey Northern Italian culture. I am. I, I am. I am. A, I'm a 12 year old Italian boy. Oh, good. So yeah, I don't need to speak any further. I mean, the, the Sopranos is just like an essential part of being an Italian American. So as somebody who's lost. not an Italian American, I I can attest to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm just happy. Angela, this is this is what you lived, right? This is how how life is as a New Jersey Italian American. You just you, you, all these things happen on a daily basis. It's uh, it's pretty accurate. Yeah. Like your 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 grandma is like putting hits out on uh on your father for no apparent reason. Yeah, yeah, I I, I believe my nonna is uh <laughs> is doing some things like that. Now, Angelo, as somebody, so you've seen The Sopranos, yeah, obviously, yes. I think. Um, so my question to you is, uh, how come you didn't tell me Frank Sinatra Jr. was in the show? I mean, I'm not, I'm not spoiling things. Oh, okay. Do you think, my, my last question is, do you think if he was alive at the time of the show, do you think Frank, the, the real Frank, would have been in the show? Yes. So when, when was the first season? 90. Uh, I actually don't I think it was 99. I could be wrong. Uh, he just passed. So. Yeah. Frank just passed. Sopranos was 90. Uh, 99, yeah. Yeah, so. Frank, I think, passed in 98. So, man, what a shame. But they got they got his son. Um, yeah, it's important. That's good. Who's not nearly as good, but oh well. <laughs> All right. Um. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, that's a little Sopranos pitch. Go, go, go see it. Go, go watch if, you, it. If, if you're if you're like me and Ryan and have skipped out on watching what is considered to be one of the best shows in television right. history like, for. Oh, it's like, hey, have you heard of this movie series called Harry Potter? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what is what is a what is a Marvel? Yeah, right. <laughs> what are the Lord of the Rings? Exactly. <laughs> what What's a Star War? So, have you guys uh, gone through all Impact yet, or are we? Nope. Uh, we still going. Oh boy. Okay, oh, we're, we're still, still going. going. All right. Cool. That yeah, gives me time to. Uh... <laughs> 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 Fuck. Thirty minutes. In. Oh it was that. We're, it was that breaking. Oh yeah, yeah. We're we've been talking about Iceman Intel for twenty eight minutes. Yeah, you had to break down his phonetical diction and how he speaks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. right. We'll get back to your stuff. Yeah. So after Susan throws Kimber into the room, we go to Cal Hero versus Steve Macklin. Um, Cal Hero apparently is really good friends with D'Lo Brown and his family. And D'Lo Brown talks about how he's known the kid for quite a long time. He's known his family, go over to his house, and then Cal Hero gets destroyed. Um, and then Steve, didn't eat. yeah, Steve Macklin gets on the mic afterwards and says that he's tired. He's done waiting, and then but leaves. Before and... even going on the mic, I mean, he is yelling at this kid, being like, "This is pathetic. You're coming out here in this like crappy clothing." And yeah, no, I mean, he he was he was going full heel on the kid, and you know, handedly he, defeated him. Yeah, I've. I have a feeling that Steve Macklin is going to get like when with crowds is going to get a lot of heat. He is a heat magnet, not because like he's a good heel. It's more of, I don't know anything about him as a singles wrestler. 
these so these squash matches aren't really doing much for me. He likes to just make fun of the wrestlers or put them down. And I think 90% of people think that he got a job in Impact solely because he's dating Deanna Prazo. Uh, so I feel like he's he's going he's gonna be one of the like he's just gonna be somebody who is not going to get cheered every time he comes out. Uh, unlike most wrestlers who are are coming out and getting cheered no matter if they're heel or face, because fans just want to see people again. It could all change if he puts on one good match, if he gets like one good you know, match yeah. like, uh, a Matt Cardona or something, you know. Yeah, that's the thing is I have no idea where this is going. Because, right. like, it seems like he wants a big feud. But, like, or, like, he's getting a feud. But, like, everybody is in something right now that, like, would match up, like, somewhat well with him. Like, the normal characters, like, that would come into this fray would be Willie Mack and Eddie Edwards, I feel like. But yeah, you're right. Willie, but... Mac, Willie Mac is going for the tag titles, and Eddie Edwards is in a feud with Morrissey. So, but this could um, all change. So. Yeah. So that, that no, it, this I think does make sense. He's he's fed up right now of just getting squash matches, and he wants something new. And that'll be a great way. He's on the losing side of uh, one of their matches, or on maybe on the winning side of one of their matches on some anniversary enters their yeah. next. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely interested to see what happens um, with, with most of the Slammiversary matches. I feel like everything is kind of like really well done, well put together right now so that once something happens, like a lot of things could happen, if that makes sense uh, in the future. Uh, after this, we get... Um, the decay with Havoc uh, and Rosemary offers Havoc a spot in the decay. Um, Havoc I was wondering accepts. if that was going to happen because I'm like, yeah, Rosemary have that other faction she's a part of. Yeah, uh, good to see them finally get introduced into the, this whole thing. Uh, and then Father James Mitchell appears and says, and Rosemary asks him to bond all of the decay together. Oh, boy. And they all walk off. Um, interesting. I have no idea what the hell that means. But, yep. Um, after this, we get a video package highlighting what Ultimate X is, giving us the rules for Ultimate X, uh, giving us a history of it uh, and some of the memorable moments of it, Um as well as just a rundown of who has been X Division champ before in this match and who hasn't been X Division champ. Um, so that I thought that this was a good way to for people who haven't seen Ultimate X since it hasn't been a thing for three years, I believe, at this point, uh, especially if they think that more eyes are going to be on the product for this show. Um, get to see uh, and get some... In, uh, context for why everybody's been hyping this match up um this leads to our next match which is trey miguel pd williams chris bay and josh alexander versus ace alt uh, ace austin madman fulton rohit raju and pat's favorite wrestler the indian lion shira hell yeah um <laughs> This was a, a good match. Everybody, it, it the match 
wasn't to be like, okay, we're going to steal a show. It was more of everybody on the one team just hates everybody on the other team. Uh, and we're just going to try to beat the crap out of each other, showcase our big moves. And then Chris Bay finesses himself to a win by rolling up Mahabali Shira, uh, which Shira immediately kicks out of once the match ends, gets up and just runs into Chris Bay, who is celebrating, not realizing that Mahabali Shira had gotten back up. Uh, Everybody starts brawling, beating each other up with weapons. uh, And then commentary is like, where's Trey Miguel? Because they like, showcase everybody and trey is just not there and i was like oh trey's gonna turn heel and just beat the crap out of people because trey's a trey comes off like a dick all the time but no trey is like slide like slowly getting into the ring holding his like ribs and chris bay just grabs a chair and wails on trey miguel (laughs) and wails on josh josh and Petey, and then rolls out of the ring jumps the barricade as they try to get him and then he like just starts celebrating by himself and then ace austin and rohit are like oh he's on our team and, and like he starts getting closer to them and then realizes they're there and he runs off to like just be by himself and matt uh, josh matthews is furious screaming about how you can't trust chris bay uh, he's just, he's a worm. He's a snake in the grass. He's just out for himself. And I think this positions Chris Bay perfectly to win the X Division title at Slammiversary. I I don't disagree at all. I think this is all about Chris Bay right now. I'm totally for it. Um, we'll get into things again. I I took it as more of a heel thing to do because like. Why the fuck are you just taking out people? But I think this is going to continue him more of a just in between, like a tweener character. Like if he was um, in front of an audience, he wouldn't have gotten booed that much. I think he would have got a pop for doing that. Yeah. Because it's like, ah, cool. Like he's on his own again. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Um, He's definitely trends more towards the heel side than the face side, but. He, it, it's Chris Bay. He's he's fantastic in the ring, and he's a fantastic character. Um, after this, we get uh, Brian Myers and Sam Beal, uh, who have seen Supermax Hernandez, as they call him. Um, so another Hernandez sighting tonight. Gotta love it. I love it. Um, and they ask, Brian says he has to go to the ring and finally admit that uh, Jake is a professional wrestler, but he wants some backup because he knows Matt Cardona is going to be there. And uh, he, he says that, oh, I'll pay you just like the, I'll pay you the old rate. And Hernandez is like, listen, I have a full time job with benefits and good pay at Swingers <laughs> Palace. I don't need your money anymore. I'm doing this now. I'm not a mercenary. And he walks off and Brian Myers walks down the hall and sees an open door and says, you hate Matt Cardona. Can you, would you come out with me? Uh, And we go to commercial, we come back and Brian Myers and Sam Beal go to the ring. Jake comes out with Matt's uh, Cardona. They all get in the ring and, they uh, Brian admits that 
Jake is a professional wrestler, but that doesn't mean you're a good person. You need to trim your beard. You need to groom yourself better. You're not going to get over if you're just wearing plain black tights. The only thing that's getting, that you have going for you is your name, something, because that's all you'll ever be is something, not someone. Uh, and this leads to them all brawling. Um, and Jake and Sam Beal get taken out, and it's just Brian and Cardona. Cardona goes for the boot wash, as they call it, even though it's the, the broski boot. Uh, and you don't see it, but he, he, like you can't see anybody come out from behind, but you can tell he just got low blowed because he immediately moves his arms to his crotch and just starts like screaming out. And it's revealed that Tennille Dashwood has kicked Brian My- er, uh, Matt Cardona in the balls uh, as Caleb, with a K, is filming it because... According to commentary, Tennille Dashwood and Matt Cardona were lovers uh, for a while. And well, it's not according to commentary. Ma- that, that's like a, a thing. They were, they were a notable couple for a while. I didn't know that, but I didn't know they had a messy breakup that embarrassed everyone. Um, um, apparently, Tennille did like commentary or something at All In, and apparently she like went off on Cardona because I think they broke up around that time. Oh, oh, really? So, okay, so th- that makes more sense now. Um, I do have to say, real quick, I'll just interject. This clearly seems like this was the setup for like Chelsea Green, but I guess yeah. maybe since she's injured now, that won't be the case. Yeah. Well, let's talk yeah. about that. So, yeah. um, Chelsea Green like put on Twitter, "I'm so mad, but you know, if only I didn't have one arm." So, like she's saying, she's hurt. And yeah, I know yes. this is the Ring of Honor storyline. Well, yeah, uh, she posted on Instagram this week that she apparently like a, a rundown of what's happened this month, uh, and apparently, right before Jul- like the July Fourth weekend, it, uh, she went to the doctor and found out that her arm is broken for like the fifth time in a span of like four years. Um, That's not a work. Yeah, apparently, she put X-rays up uh of it and yeah she's she's got a cast put on again okay um so yeah um that's something um i i yeah i've got no idea who possibly like i guess like if it's like she she could come out i guess and just be like a side person and get like a few moves in if she just doesn't use her arm Eh. but yeah it's not not a competitive it's not compelling right now. Uh, I don't really need need that, especially if she's signed with another com- company and she's only coming back for like one match for this. I I, I have no idea who this person's going. I mean, to. what are the odds? It's just Rachel Ellering or Jordan Grace or be- Taylor Wilde because she oh. had a history with Tennille. Oh, maybe, maybe I don't know. Or, OD- or ODB. Yeah, or ODB. Hey, that's like ninety nine percent chance it's ODB. Yeah, that that'd be something. Like she's just gonna come uh, in with a food truck right up the main entrance. Jesus ramp. Christ, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've got no. I've got nothing on who who this who who this would be other than that. So I'm just saying it could be Jordan or Rachel because it, it just feels weird they're not gonna be on the card otherwise. Yeah, that's fair. Where you know Jordan's a pretty prominent member of the uh, women's division and Rachel's an up and comer. 
And so. they they both hate Janiel, so yeah. So and and if it's not gonna be Chelsea Green, I think yeah. That's who you go to next? But Taylor Wilde is bad either. Yeah. Um, Pat, who who do you feel like it could be? Um, Stephanie McMahon. Yeah, probably Steph or uh, Demand Bill Goldberg. Demand. I have no idea when he started being called the man, but yeah. Um, after this, um, we go to commercial, we come back and Matt Cardona is yelling about this uh, and about how he hasn't talked to Tennille in years and doesn't know why she's still mad at him uh, and how disrespectful this was. And then Scott comes in and says, oh, you know, I was just going to have you and Brian have a blow-off match at Slammiversary because you guys need to work things out. But then Tennille came in, and you know what? Better idea. Tennille, Brian versus you, and a mystery opponent, a female competitor of your choosing. Slammiversary is about to become a hot mess and walks off. And then Matt Cardona says, yes, it is, and walks away. Um. Okay. After this, we I get get, in wrestling, you, you just got to have your love life just be the center, the front and center. Like, yeah. you know, that kind of hurts. You got to wrestle your ex. Yeah. And like potentially, like you now, you know, your current fiance has to promote it. <laughs> like, is yeah, weird. But, yeah, that's uh, something definitely. Nature of the beast. Yeah. Um, after this, we get a Moose versus Chris Sabin video package. Again, really well done, highlighting how we got here, how Moose took out James Storm, how he took out Sabin for a few weeks, which they made it out to be like he had broken the guy's leg, but knowing how Impact does their tapings, it was all on the same taping schedule. <laughs> Uh, and then we True. get Moose versus Hernandez in an absolute squash match. I do not think her... Hernandez charges at Moose immediately, gets like two pieces of offense in, and then Moose just ends the match, basically. Gets on the mic, uh, says something to Sab- uh, about Sabin, puts the uh, chair around Hernandez's ankle, like he's going to break it, and Sabin comes out to the rescue uh, and runs Moose off and sits in the chair yelling for him to come out, uh, come on. Uh, and Yeah. Yeah, can't let Swingers Palace, you know, the bodyguard get hurt. Absolutely, you know Saban's always going to be there for the Swinger Palace boys, other that. than Johnny Swinger apparently because he decided to fight him. But hey, he loves yeah. that place. Hey, absolutely, and we do too. Mm-hmm. Finally, we get uh, yet another Omega and Callahan video package. This time, with mainly being fo- the focus of uh, Don Callis and Omega. This is where, as I pointed out earlier, we get the uh, footage of uh, some uh, random show with Don Callis getting his face beaten in with a baseball bat by Sammy Callahan and him just bleeding profusely all over the place, um, highlighting their their bad blood. Uh, Kenny talks about how uh, he hasn't been afraid of a match before but he's afraid of Sammy Callahan not because he's a good wrestler but because 
he thinks that Sammy doesn't even care about title belts. He just cares about hurting people. Um, and that's not what he wants. He wants to have good matches. He wants people to like the matches. Um, and he doesn't think people are going to like this because it's just going to be too violent. Um, after this, we get our main event, which is Falaba versus Doc Gallows versus Joe Doring versus Willie Mack. And didn't think Falaba would ever main event. An oh, I, I love main events that are fatal four ways with four big sweaty men. Oh, yeah. That's 100% my favorite type of main event. Four yeah. big sweaty men. Yeah. So, we yeah. got some good stare downs in this. Yeah, Gallows, a lot of stare downs. Gallows and Joe Doring staring each other down. Um, we got Falaba just telling everybody no. We got Willie Mack being the athletic hoss here, um, and it ends up winning, ending with Joe Doring hitting a random lariat on Falaba for the win, um, and then. Everybody, uh, Joe Doring and Gallows staring each other down uh, to end the show. You know who didn't take the pin here? Willie Mack, baby. Willie Mack. Willie Mack is safe. Yeah, and and pin. that is that's clearly because Falaba was in this match. <laughs> <laughs> Falaba can take all the pins. <laughs> yeah, uh, his reputation is zilch. So yeah. Overall, I thought this was a really good way to send us to Slammiversary. But the best part about this entire show that I, I haven't mentioned yet was when Josh Matthews announced that this was his last night on commentary officially because Matt Stryker is back. And holy shit, I have never been happier to say Matt Stryker is back, baby. So starting on Saturday. Yeah, starting oh, Saturday, no more Josh Matthews. That's excellent. That's worth every penny. Yeah, um, I give the show a thumbs up, Angelo. I'll do the thumbs up as well. All good. right. And that will take us right on in to our predictions. So, uh, Pat, everybody except Jake did predictions. No, us? everybody has given predictions. Jake oh. has predictions. Jake. Oh, <laughs> wow. Um, so I guess I'll take over from here. Yeah. Okay, so uh, welcome to our predictions for Slammiversary. Um, Ryan and Angelo are technically at a severe advantage here because uh, all of us don't watch Impact besides them. So uh, keep that in mind. Uh, hey man, that's on them for not watching the second best wrestling product. It's like it's on wrestling product TV on weekly. Thursdays. Yeah. It's probably something better. Um, yeah, it's in New Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I said that's on TV weekly. Oh, New Japan's, well, New Japan's not on TV. They're on their streaming service weekly. Or if you have Roku, they're on TV weekly. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, um, just to go over how the predictions work here, uh, typically the our predictions championship is on the line, but for this show, they are not because this is a doubleheader this weekend with Money in the Bank. Or sorry, no, the uh, the title is on the line for this. Yes, there's yes. no punishment for this. There's no punishment for this one. Well, pun- you know what? Right here, right now, I'll announce if I become if I come in last place after watching Impact for all this year, I will live stream myself chopping my balls off. 
Well, Angelo, I'm just going to say, if you come in last place, um, did anybody do any like outlandish picks? <laughs> no, not really. Everybody's picks are pretty, I feel like they're all pretty in line. Even wait, Jake? Wait, even Jake having to predict who, who we'll talk about. We'll, we'll talk person? about, we'll talk about Jake. <laughs> no, the uh, we'll talk about Jake when we get there. Okay. okay. But uh, for the most part, everybody's pretty okay. Um. So we'll see. But Angelo, again, no punishment for this one. However, there is a punishment for money in the bank on Sunday, but we'll talk about that when we do the prediction show for that. So tune back in for our preview and predictions of that show. But uh, without further ado, um, I'm actually going to hand it to Ryan. Ryan, do you want to just read off the, the lottery before we get into the actual picks? Yeah, let me uh, pull that up real quick. So while he's doing that, uh, the lottery is basically a system where we're each assigned uh, two people at random on the roster or like a tag team counts as one. Um, and the champion, the current reigning champion, gets a bonus person. And if those people win, you get a bonus point. Uh, but it's literally just like luck of the draw. So, yep. um, yeah, so Rob is current champ, so he gets three people. His three people are Kenny Omega, Eddie Edwards, and Deanna Perrazzo. It's a really, really good draw for him. Yeah, oh boy. Uh, Ryan, Ryan fucked us. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I didn't fuck anybody other than myself in this. Uh, Joey has Mystery Woman and the Good Brothers. I think that's really solid picks as well. I think the Good Brothers have a very good chance at winning. Um, and Mystery Woman, if it's somebody who's actually like coming to Impact full time, I think it could be. They could be Deanna. Um, Angelo, you have Willie Mack and Rich Swan and W. Morrissey. Again, uh, I think Willie and Swan, very good chance. Uh, and W. Morrissey, I think, has a very good chance at winning. Um, Pat, you have Trey Miguel and Chris Bay. Um, you've got two people out of six in that match. And I, and as we po- talked about, Chris Bay, I think, is positioned the best at w- to win this thing. Um, Sam has Rohit Raju and Sammy Callahan. Um, <laughs> Rohit, probably not. Sammy Callahan, I think, has a very good chance of winning. That, that we could talk about it when we get there. That, but yeah. yeah. Uh, Jake has Ace Austin and Violent by Design. Violent by Design is the champs. It, I believe, their first defense. So they've got a good chance of retaining. Their second defense. They uh, second defense. Yeah, they defended against Eddie Edwards in that Japanese. Oh book. yeah, yeah, and Kojima, Satoshi yeah. Kojima, buddy. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Put some respect yeah. on his name. And I have TJP and Falaba, who have <laughs> zero chance at winning. Uh, and Josh Alexander, who has a chance, but I ha- I have zero faith in the man to win this match. I think this is this is a match that they created just they're brought in for this this match just to make Josh Alexander look strong in defeat. Um, we'll see. Yeah. Um, but uh, normally we'd go in order with how I wrote these down on the predictions. But speaking about TJP and Falaba, we're going to start with the Impact World Tag Team Championship Fatal 4-Way because as of 20 minutes ago, there's breaking news. Oh, no. TJP has been pulled from the match. He's, <laughs> unable, to be, he's unable to compete at Impact's anniversary. However, Impact has tweeted out saying that it will remain a Fatal 4-Way. They have not announced who TJP's replacement is for Falaba. Wait. So Falaba is still in the match. No. Falaba appears to still be in the match. TJP is out. Oh my goodness. Oh, fuck and me. they have said it will stay a fatal four-way. So. Oh, fuck me. 
so I Ryan, mean, if, if Falabaugh gets pulled, I'm assuming we're just giving you whatever the new team is. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine with me. So, like I said, we're going to start with that one for our predictions. Uh, Ryan? Or, yeah, you can go first, Ryan, if you want. Yeah, uh, I have Willie Mack and Rich Swan. My reasoning here is it is the first show back with fans. And considering all the titles right now, besides the X Division title, are held by heels, I feel like we need a big babyface win uh, with uh, title change type thing. And I think this is where you have it. Um, give Willie uh, and Rich, who are beloved by the fans, uh, give them their moment. Uh, they've talked about how Willie and Swan, the reason they're back in this title picture basically is because uh, the beginning of 2020 in January, uh, Swan and Willie Mack were number one contenders for the tag titles. But then Willie or Rich had that devastating leg injury uh, that forced them to vac- or vacate the number one contendership. So now they're getting their shot. I think this is where they win. Okay, uh, Angela. I I also pick Rich Swan and Willie Mack. Um, I think it's just appropriate for Willie Mack, not Willie Mack, Mack, really Rich Swan to get a win in front of fans. He's had a couple losses now. He's lost to Kenny Omega. He's lost to Morrissey. So I think a win just makes sense for him here, being a former world champion. They don't want him to his stock to totally crash, is my opinion. And would this give him the triple crown? Has he won the t- tag team titles before? No, this would be a triple crown, I believe. Because he's he's been the X Division champ. He's been the world champ. So yeah, the, this would be a triple crown. Yeah, okay. Then that seems fair. Yes, that weighs into it for me. So that's all. Okay. Um, joining you guys with Rich Swan and Willie Mack is uh, Sam. Sam has also chosen them. Okay. He because he wants to dance all night long. I suppose so. Um, who has uh, Joey and Rob have chosen Violent by Design to retain? Okay. I have chosen the Good Brothers. Um, that means Jake chose TJP and follow. Yes. So I have chosen the Good Brothers. Um, I just think that why not? This kind of felt like a crapshoot. Uh, I should also add, Joey said that uh, he chooses Violent by Design to win, and he he said that uh, they will add a new member. Oh, okay. He didn't say who. He just says that they are going to add a new member. Is his prediction? Maybe one of uh, Heath's kids if Heath's not ready. <laughs> Yeah, please. And I'm, I'm uh, yes, uh, Ryan did spoil it, but Jake has chosen TJP and Falaba. <sighs> you said there's no out there picks. Well, I didn't want to spoil it, especially because okay. I saw the thing about them uh, TJP and pulled. So <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So, so now so we'll... could Jake get a zero? Um, n- no. Based on okay. his other picks, that was the only one that was like out there. Everything okay. else is a safe pick. All right. Um, uh, yeah, as you'll see, uh, yeah, everything else is a safe pick. All right, so uh, we'll go to the Ultimate X match next. Um, that's another big one here. Uh, so, Angelo, you can go first. I have Chris Bay. Um, I mean, all the momentum's going his way. I feel like he's been the 
the main storyline going into this Ultimate X match. It, whose side is he on? And we found out he's on nobody's side, which was what he was saying all along. He's getting more spotlight than Josh Alexander, the current champ, and that's that's why I chose Chris Bay. Okay. Uh, I've also gone for Chris Bay. Uh, I don't like picking against Josh Alexander because I love the guy, but I uh, similarly have a minimal uh, attention to impact right now just from looking at results, and I feel like Chris Bay makes the most sense. Um, I also feel like they could do option C uh, with him cashing in on Kenny later, um, which I would like to see. So, um, and I feel like that works best better with his character than like a Josh Alexander type character. Um, so I'm going Chris Bay. Uh, Ryan? I also am going with Chris Bay here. Um, I agree to some extent that it would... it. Chris makes more sense to if they're going to do an option C. However, I think Josh would have been a good one to do it just as like him trying to just since he's done multiple promos now at this point as X Division champ saying that he is the true champion of the, of the Impact locker room uh, and that uh, as long as Kenny has the belt and wants to take it elsewhere, he wants to hold down the fort with Impact. Um, and like his character, like it felt like it was going towards that. I think Josh has a very good chance of being the next person to go against Kenny. Um, just because I think that his stock has risen so much since, uh, since becoming a solo guy, him Uh, losing in an X division ultimate X match doesn't hurt him at all. No. Um, I think that he's put on banger after banger uh, as champ. Um, and now that like he's even shown up on New Japan's streaming stuff, uh, I, I do think that his stock has risen exponentially. And I think that you can have Josh go against Kenny and have Chris hold down the X Division fort for a bit. Um. Yeah, that's probably fair. I do think that um, looking at it now, uh, I I really think as long as like barring a Sammy Callahan win at this show, I think Moose, Chris Bay, and Josh Alexander are the three people I would want to see uh, as potential people to take the belt off of Kenny. Nobody else in Impact really does it for me in that like aspect. That's fair. I don't see Moose anymore at this point solely because he's going like as far heel as possible at this point. And I feel like having him as you're not going to have a heel take the title off of Kenny because especially like somebody who is going out and trying to end people's careers with uh, taking out their legs like that. It's not a good character. Give me me Josh or or Chris. Either of them I'd be satisfied with. Yeah. Um, The rest of the group. Joey has also chosen Chris Bay. Uh, and he wanted me to say Chris Bay will take his place as the face of the X division and Josh Alexander will move up to the main event. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I was expecting more uh, variety in our picks here, uh, but Rob, Jake and Sam, um, I feel like this probably highlights them not paying attention to impact have all chosen Ace Austin. Um, you know, and I if- feel like Ace is never an awful pick. No, but I feel like it's also like the first show back for fans with Impact, and I don't think they're going to... And I feel like this is probably going to open the show. Um, And I feel like opening with an Ace Austin win would not be, like, ideal. I don't think this is opening the show. 
the only reason I think it's opening is because they have to set up the cage in there, or not the cage, the um, like the poles and the rope. And I don't know if they want them there the whole show or like how much time they're gonna have That's to do fair. it later. Yeah. Whereas if you do it first, then you can air like a video package or something after it. Yeah, I mean they're gonna. I don't know how long it's gonna take to set up. Um, I don't know. I've never seen an Ultimate X match like live, so I don't. Yeah. Know. Um. I. I see. I think that they're if they're gonna do. I. I think that the tag match is gonna be the opener. Yeah, that could be the opener. Um, so that you have a surprise right off the bat. Uh, yeah, unless it's a really like lackluster surprise. Yeah, that's I, fair. Again, I really have no idea who teams with fucking Steve Macklin. Oh, God. <laughs> Steve Macklin is a baby face. That'd be something. Uh, do you guys have any guesses as people who watched it? Do you think it's somebody on the roster or somebody new? To, fa- to take TJP's spot? Yeah. No clue. It's probably suicide, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if it's suicide. It's probably freaking suicide, and I'm gonna be. I, I, yeah, I have no. I I think suicide. If if it's not going to be a, like a new person, it's suicide. <laughs> I can't. I can't think of a new person to pair with him that just got released or like has been released. Well, no way, Jose. No way, Jose. <laughs> I was gonna say it. Also, with it being like this last minute thing that. TGP got pulled. They could just get like a freelancer to come in for like a match. Yeah, like no way, Jose. Yeah, or Redbeard. No, no, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be Fuego del Sol. Hey, um, I'd be yeah. fine with Fuego. All right, we'll move on. Uh, Knockouts Tag Team Championship match: Fire and Flava versus Rosemary and Havoc, which uh, has been announced for the pre-show, I believe. Correct? It has. I should have started with that. Um, that got moved to the pre-show. Um, I'm kind of upset about that. I'm I'm not just because as somebody who doesn't watch, um, I'm not because truthfully, uh, between <laughs> Impact, uh, NXT, and WWE, these these sets of women's tag titles are all very underwhelming. It feels like it's always just like two teams in the division at once. Hey man, we're at four in the Impact Knockouts division. Getting better. Oh, yeah, okay. and possibly five after this weekend. Maybe. Um, anyway. This makes sense. Out of everything that they have announced for the show, this definitely makes sense for the pre-show, if you're asking me. I don't um, know. Brian Myers and no, Cardona make well, sense cle- to me. Clearly, there's... there's a surprise in that match, so that, they, yeah. that doesn't make sense to do a surprise on the pre-show like that. And Cardona and Myers, I feel like, make more sense on the I main feel, show. What's your, wasn't the pre-show for last anniversary the return of the Motor City Machine Guns? I don't think that was pre-show. I thought that was how the show opened. Oh, okay. I could be wrong, but opens, yeah. Um, anywho, uh, I have fire and flavor. Um, I truth be told, I, <laughs> I, uh, I had Raquel pick this for me. I said I don't care who wins this pick for me, and so she chose them. Nice. Uh, so, uh, so if I lose this, don't blame me. Oh, apparently, there wasn't a pre-show match last year. Oh well, Still there you go. Liability yeah. to Pat on his pick. Exactly. If I lose, not my fault. All right. Yeah. Um, you guys, uh, Ryan? Um, I chose Fire and Flavor as well. Um, kind of went over it on the show that like they kind of just got the tag titles back. They've been arguably the most entertaining aspect of the Knockouts division as a whole, I think. Um, like Just their backstage bits, them on the mic. Uh, Kara and Tasha have really come into their own. 
Um, and I, I really think that they're two of the more underrated wrestlers in, in, on the roster uh, right now. Um, and I think a heel victory makes sense here. Get it like a dastardly like heel conniving way, and then they can celebrate and have their celebration cut short by a new team showing up. Okay, Angel. Yeah, I, I guess I, I did my pick. I picked Havoc and Rosemary, not really considering, um, you know, like the Iconics coming or something. But uh, my, my my reasoning is that I'm not too worried about the hot potato of the titles. I mean, they, you know, they won and lost. They lost and won the titles pretty quickly, but they've had the titles basically since the inaugural, you know, championship match. That's fair. Um. I think it maybe it's time for them to uh, drop the belts. So maybe it makes sense that it's a new team that comes in and they do a next pay-per-view. But uh, for my prediction purposes, I picked Haz- Havoc and Rosemary. I feel like they're, you know, they could be faces here, but they're really tweeners as people. Like Rosemary flip-flops every week. Agreed. Um, and they would be great transitional champs for either that new team that comes in or, you know, Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellering. So that's that's why I picked them. That's fair. Um, everybody else, uh, but Joey actually chose Fire and Flavor. Um, so Joey also chose Rosemary and Havoc, and he said they're going to become the new champs, and afterwards the Iconics will debut and challenge. Okay, yeah, so. that's fun. Yeah, I can see the if, if the Iconics do show up, I can see them going after either team. Like you said, Rosemary is and Decay as a whole are tweeners at best. Um, I feel like Rosemary and Decay come off more as heels, but like they cheat during their matches openly, right? Um, but for some reason are are considered baby faces. I don't know. Um, yeah, I could see that. This was probably the one match that I had trouble with the most. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Again, it just felt like it really could go either way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a special. We have two back-to-back special singles matches. Up first, we have W. Morrissey versus Eddie Edwards. Ryan, you get to start. I have W. Morrissey, and I went back and forth on this. Like Morrissey's had, he, he's beaten Swan, he's beaten Willie Mack multiple times now. Um, like, does he need another win? And yes, I think he needs to destroy Eddie Edwards um, solely because, like. Eddie's been off TV for most of this feud um, because he's, for some reason, they're selling that Morrissey put him in the hospital um, and that he'll return at Slammiversary. Um, I'm totally fine with Morrissey just battering the crap out of Eddie Edwards. I think that it does more harm to him uh, with this whole rebuild if Eddie just beats Morrissey here. Okay. Um, Angelo? Yeah, I picked Morrissey. I don't see how you have someone beat Swan, who's been pretty protected outside of Omega, of course. But um, I don't see how you have someone beat Swan and then lose at a big pay-per-view in a non-title singles match. So, Yeah, I've also chosen Morrissey. Um, my only complaint here, and it's not about the match, it's more about just like impact, is um, that somebody like Morrissey, like who they're clearly building up as like a big threat, 
Um, it feels like he doesn't have anywhere to go right now because the belt is on Omega. Um, I feel like they could really use with like a mid card title that's not the X division belt. The legend um, title. Hey, yeah, we we were just talking about how <laughs> yeah. the legend title. Yeah. Has to be. Hey, to be fair, to be fair, when it was retired in 2016, it was no longer the legends belt. Uh, it was. Uh, so it went from it was the legends belt for from 2008 to 2009, then the global championship, the TNA global championship from 2009 to 2010, oh, then nice. then the television championship from 2010 to 2014, and then uh, beginning in 2015, it was the King of the Mountain championship. Yeah, um, I wouldn't make it the King of the Mountain title. Make it the make, TV title. Yeah, having a TV title, I think, definitely would help like some of your mid-card guys, and it would make them feel like they have something to do rather than just beating people. Yeah. Um. So I would hope that they would bring that back at some point, because um, I feel like somebody like a Morrissey would be like a solid pick for like TV champ. Yeah, Morrissey, um, even like Willie Mac, Eddie, Swan like the people- at this point. Well, if Swan and Willie don't get the tag titles, yeah. Um, it's always interesting when you have people on the same exact trajectory, and that's what you have with Morrissey and Steve Macklin. Yes. They're doing the same exact thing right now. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'd I... say they could be a tag team, but the whole <laughs> thing Morrissey has been doing is I'm anti-tag team. I'm anti-friends. There's, like, yeah. I don't, the I'm only person I trust tag. is myself. That's why I think it's weird because I don't think they're going to cross paths, but they're doing the same things and they're going to try to, you know, go against the same type of wrestlers. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird because, like, they're they're both like that, but also, like, as a group, Violent by Design are very similar as well. Yeah. Doing the same. I feel like Macklin would be a good fit for that group, to be honest. I feel like it would make him feel less, like, generic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I either also, that or, or I was gonna say he could get I could see him getting a tag partner. Maybe I was also gonna say, well, yeah, they could always bring in like Wesley Blake. That's what um, I was gonna say, yeah. But I was also gonna say, um, I feel like I don't again, I don't really know how like his size, but I feel like he could do like the X division technically. Um, I mean, because like yeah, Josh Alexander's I, there, it's not like yeah, he's, but, like, super small, yeah, Boy, but uh, Josh is much more athletic. Yeah, I like, guess he 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 does he he whips out some crazy moves. Hey, Macklin, Kevin Nash, X Division legend. <laughs> oh yes, don't 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 talk to me about. It. You have to be super athletic. Yeah, but Kevin Nash didn't win the title. He was the draw, buddy. Okay, this has the title. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, who did everybody have? Uh, everybody except Sam has W Morrissey. <laughs> Sam has chosen Eddie Edwards. I hate I, when that happens because that could be a game changer. Yeah, uh, it, I shouldn't laugh because that's possible. Yeah. Joey uh, wanted me to say W. Morrissey will win here, and you can't teach that. I don't know if that's him trying to hint <laughs> that Enzo could be making an appearance. No, I think he's just saying that because that's it's the only thing he knows W. Morrissey for. Maybe, but uh, that is that is what Joey wanted me to say on his behalf. I hope I hope this is where Molina debuts as oh. Morrissey's part uh, manager. Um, um, no, yeah. An- Angelo just disappeared. Oh, is he not in here anymore? Yeah, uh, I'll send him another invite just in case. Okie dokie. I still think that's bizarre that Molina is his manager on the Indies. 
Uh, yeah, it definitely feels like a weird fit. Yeah. Um, apologies, everybody, for the technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah. But, um. Okay, we are back from technical difficulties. So, uh, last thing we heard before we had to restart our uh, recording session was uh, we all chose Moose. Angela, did you have anything you want to say about Moose and Saban? Moose. Moose. There you go. Uh, we have our Knockouts Championship match. And that is Deanna Perrazzo defending against a mystery opponent that still has yet to be revealed. Um, and I can spoil it for everybody. We all chose Deanna. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I, uh, yeah, I guess it's uh, it's, it's I, fair. Nobody wants to take the, the bite of somebody beating her for it. Well, so well, let's talk about, like, you know, what, what's out there in the free agent market. Yeah, we don't really well, believe there's anyone out there that would legitimately like challenge you think it's a mickey james like you, you think that's a one and done type of scenario there's yeah, one person yeah. there's one person out there that is a better talent and i think we all know who that is right uh odb oh bad besides that but you know tessa oh yeah yeah but we don't realistically see her coming back well, let's talk about this because we all chose Diana. We can go to our first bonus question real okay. quick since yeah. it would make sense to just talk about it. Uh, this is uh, So we have bonus questions, if you couldn't tell. But uh, it is, uh, who will be the mystery opponent challenging Diana for the Knockouts Championship? Uh, I chose Mickey James. Uh, Angelo? Mickey James. Uh, Rob and Joey have also gone for Mickey James. Um, let me just make sure Joey didn't want me to say anything about Mickey James. Uh, Joey, do, 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 do. I said, surprise, it's Mickey James. Mickey is the mystery opponent. It, uh, it's a one night thing for Deanna and Deanna will retain. Um, I'm kind of of that same mindset. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, do you want to say who you picked? And... No, I want to, I want to. Oh, you want to hear the others? Okay. Yeah. I want to um, hear this. Sam has chosen Britt Baker. Okay. <sighs> And Jake has this. Jake's volunteering a point on this one. Uh, Jake shows Peyton Royce. I don't know what her name is. Hey. Um. So <laughs> the reason Britt's not going to be it is Britt ain't lo- ain't going to beat Deanna. They're not going to put two belts on Britt. Um. Because Britt ain't going to lose. AEW would not let that happen. No. No way. Um. I went with Tessa Blanchard. Yeah, okay. And my reasoning is they put they made it out so it, like this person the way that they worded everything in the promo. The they this person has a history and impact and they'd be considered a top knockout of all time. And the only thing I can think of is, is, again, I've said it before, NWA is pushing heavy the whole thing that the NWA anniversary show is Mickey James's in-ring return. Like, the fact that they are billing it like that makes zero sense that they'd be like, okay, well, she can't, she, she's not going to wrestle at our all-women's pay-per-view before this. So... Her just appearing on Impact just feels like a weird one. Um, Tessa, I think, could make the you could make the argument 
of her being a top knockout of all time because she had a very lengthy reign with the title in her only run, but also the fact that she was able to cross over with the guys and win the top title there. So if Deanna was able to beat Tessa for it, even if it's just a one-night thing, Deanna gets a huge win, and it would definitely... It'd be better than just like some some legend because Deanna's beaten two or three legends at this point on this run. Yeah, I suppose that's a valid point. Um, I guess I guess we'll see. It's definitely going to be yeah. a polarizing reaction if it is Tessa. Yeah, yeah. Your points are valid, Ryan. I mean, like Mickey yeah. booked in this other match, and it. it it would be a pretty bad look if she had to wrestle before her first appearance back. Um, and then, yeah, like, what if another, you know, older legend just comes in? I mean, Deanna has already beaten older legends. And M- Mickey can still go, obviously. Is, is a, yeah. I think. But, like, an awesome Kong, if she comes, like, that's, sure, that's okay. But, you know, awesome Kong's not going to win the title at this stage. Yeah. Here. So, yeah, Tessa makes sense. It's just, is the relationship with her and impact there yeah that's that's the thing is like if i i feel at this point it's more of tessa realizes she's not going to wwe or AEW. it feels like at this point or else they would have signed her already um so maybe like if she wants to get back in anybody's good graces the way she does that is go back to impact and mend any fences she can that's the only thing I can see because okay. like I, I just at this stage, I feel like she's damaged goods too damaged goods for either AEW or WWE. And like, she just wants to try to get back into people's good graces in some way, uh, whether it happens or not, who knows? But I feel like if she wants to continue to like be the best women's wrestler anywhere, like she has to like go down a peg and like apologize and like try to get back in people's good graces. And I think mending the fence with Impact could be one, uh, like the first step. It could be, but yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let's. Uh... Let's let's ring this one out at the end. Our main event, the Impact World Championship match, is now a no DQ match between Sammy Callahan and Kenny Omega. Everybody but Rob has chosen Kenny Omega. Rob has gone for Sammy Callahan, which means he's safe. He's safe. Oh wow! So thank you, Ryan. Oof. I mean. There is reason to believe Sammy Callahan could win. I, yeah. I'm almost certain in an ODQ, there's going to be some tomfoolery, which is, you know, unfortunate for a, a big pay-per-view main event title match. But I, I just don't see, like, a clean match happening. No, absolutely not. So. No, I feel like if anything, this, this is the one match where anything could happen. Like, you could have Kenny lose, but, like, again, I just don't feel like a- Kenny's going to lose that title until he loses the the AEW title. Yeah. If, if Kenny loses, it's because, like, the whole roster comes out and holds him down. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the only way I'd really be okay with it because the story, like they're telling in AEW, I feel like it'd be sacrificing to have Sammy beat him here. And unfortunately for Impact, this is the kind of pickle they put themselves in by giving the, the title to Kenny. But AEW is the bigger show and in turn is more likely looked as the more important show here. Right. And so Kenny should not be taking a loss before his loss to Paige. Yeah. Um, What's your goal? I was going to say, I, I don't feel like it, at this point, I don't feel like it's a pickle anymore because I, I really have been enjoying the story stuff of the Impact title with Kenny. Like, Kenny, me and Angela point this out that the build for this match between Kenny and Sammy has been absolutely perfect. Like, because it has Sam been. Fin- went from a person that I just did not really care about at all to like. Now I'm interested in this match. I, I want to see this, and I'm well. Let's also let's also point out the fact that you guys are a little biased here because this feud sure. also got Johnny Swinger involved. Yes. Um, <laughs> if that, that didn't happen, true. let's be honest. You guys would probably say this is terrible. So <laughs> yeah, me. <laughs> <laughs> um, dust then, will help anything. Yeah, absolutely. Dust or powder. Yeah, that's why that's why Moose and Sabin so so thrilling. It's because it involves Swinger, Swinger's Palace. Yeah. Um, but no, like it, I, I feel like if Kenny's going to lose, I've said this before, if Kenny's going to lose any of the belts before he loses the AEW belt, it's going to be the Mega Championship solely because he doesn't really present that much. They don't really announce him as, it, as much. Um, and I don't know. I feel like Andrade is a bigger name than Paige. And like Andrade, they would, that would build more for AEW as a whole as like having another possible threat to Ke- Kenny's crown with Andrade. That's true. Whereas Sammy isn't showing up on AEW. Impact, the, most of, or nobody from Impact is still crossed over into AEW other than Callus. So, uh, and the good, good brothers. brothers. Yeah, but they're all around Kenny. So. Like and uh, um, I, I still think if somebody's gonna end up taking the title off of Kenny, it, well, when somebody takes the title off of Kenny, like I feel like they have to make that jump over to to AEW at least somewhat what to like pose a viable threat. But if it's Sammy here, I don't think so. Yeah, that's fair because it's like it, it's more about the ro- TNA roster or Impact. Roster. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. It's shame Rob's not here because I'd like to hear why he chose Sammy or if he just chose yeah. him because I'd like uh, to hear that too, because Rob is very outspoken that he dislikes Sammy Callahan a lot. Yeah. So for him to go with that I think that's I, a big one. Yeah. Um, all right. So now we come into the final part of our predictions here. We have a tiebreaker, uh, in case it comes down to it. So the question is how long will Omega versus Callahan last? Um Ryan, do you want to go first with yours? I went with 22 minutes, 22 seconds. Okay. Uh, Angelo? 24-11. All right. Rob has 22 minutes even. Okay. All right. Sam has 22 uh, 22 minutes, 31 seconds. Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) I have 22 minutes, 37 seconds. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, Joey has 18 minutes even. Okay. Okay. And Jake has 17 minutes, 41 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think Joey has a decent chance. Um, that 22 is a big hodgepodge. <laughs> and I have the over. 
<laughs> yeah, nobody, nobody from Rob to Pat has a good have have much wiggle room. That's uh, something. I, I All right, over though. We have two other bonus questions, or sorry, three. Uh, yeah. three bonus questions. So, uh, bonus, uh, first bonus over here is, uh, will there be any debuts on the show? This means new talent that have never been in Impact before, and the examples I gave were uh, the Iconics. Uh, I said yes. Yeah. Uh, I said yes as well. Uh, everybody said yes. I wasn't sure if you two said yes. I forgot. Yeah. Um, then we have, uh, will there be any returns on the show? Talent that have worked for Impact in the past. Um, Ryan? I have yes. And what did I write? Um, I had... Mm. Yes? Did I write yes for this one? Uh, yeah, I believe you wrote yes for this one. Oh. I mean, sure. Well, you chose Mickey James to be challenging. Exactly. Piano, so. <laughs> um, I also have yes. Rob has yes. Joey has yes. Sam and Jake have no. Okay. And the final bonus question we have is, will anyone from AEW uh, not part of the Elite uh, show up on the pay-per-view? Oh, um, no. myself. I have a no. Ryan? I have a no. Uh, I have a yes. And have, yeah, what's your theory? Uh, I, I have no theory. I don't even remember putting yes, but I put yes. <laughs> <laughs> So I'll take it. I'll sit. I'll sit on the island. Everybody else chose no. John Moxley is coming. Hey man, if Tony Khan shows up to the Impact Zone, technically counts. Yeah, yeah. That's didn't yeah. say that's... didn't say roster. The question says, "Will anyone from AEW?" Uh, so Jerry Lynn, baby. Jerry Lynn counts. Uh, I don't know until he joins the Elite. <laughs> yeah, one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Uh, Kaz and Daniels, maybe. <laughs> Oh yeah, they're just gonna show up randomly. They're, that's what they're gonna. They, <laughs> but in opposite ends, they're gonna have somebody uh, sitting between them, so they're not seen like they're tag teaming. Yeah, well, because they're not a team anymore. Right. Um, but may, maybe they'll break that promise for impact for that crowd. One yeah. more match. One more match, baby. Hey man, I if somebody's gonna do it, I could see Kaz since he's the elite hunter. Oh, that's actually a good point, point. and that would get a fucking phenomenal pop. Like it doesn't oh, have to do anything with like the mat. Like he wouldn't get involved in like oh he could be the next person to go for the title. But like him coming out and like attacking the Good Brothers or something, just that pop would be insane. Uh yeah, fair enough. Um okay, that is all of the predictions. So that's gonna do it for that Slam anniversaries tomorrow night. Um yep. or if you're listening to this on Saturday, it's tonight. Uh, we will probably have a review out for that as well. Um, though that'll probably come out like Sunday, uh, early morning, I would assume. Um, and then Money in the Bank, we will. I'm assuming we're gonna do like a prediction show tomorrow at some point before Slam Anniversary. Um, yeah. And then we'll also have a review for Money in the Bank on Sunday, most likely. So that's what's up. Uh, so thank you for joining us for the for for the predictions and for Ryan and Angela's Impact Power Hour. I'll let you guys sign it off since it's your show. Yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back another day. See you later, alligator. Bye. <laughs>